Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, in this episode, what I want to have a conversation with you about is what type of leader are you? How do you go ahead and lead your teams, your clients, and most importantly, yourselves? So let's jump into it. You know, it's interesting uh, being in this space now for 26 and a half years, that L word is literally very rare in our industry. So let's let's look at that for a second. What do you always see? What's that word? Manager, branch manager, regional manager, complex manager, right? Sales manager, although those are becoming a little bit of extinct, right? Territory managers. So we have all these managers out there, right? But what's the difference between manager and a leader? Well, let's talk about managers first. So managers, their job is to make sure that whoever they're in charge of, they're executing their roles. They're being held accountable, right? Things are getting done. And while that's okay, how do most managers accomplish that? Let's look at it for a second. Uh, Number one is they do it from a place of fear. And what do I mean by fear? What I mean is that, hey, if you don't execute, if you don't hold standard, right, if you don't rise, you don't get these things done, uh, you know, your role is in jeopardy, right? So they operate from fear. The other place they operate from is what we'll call ethical bribery. Now, what do I mean by ethical bribery? What I mean is that, hey, if you do this, the carrot will give you a bonus. You'll get this. You'll get that. And so, in other words, managers are always manipulating the people that are around them, manager, manipulator, okay? What else about managers? They tend to be low energy. They also, when I say low energy, physical, mental, emotional, you know, they don't lead by example, they lead by manipulation. In addition to that, what else do managers do? Managers tend to be very tactical. Today, this week, this month, this quarter. They tend not to be strategic, right? So let's look at leadership. Now, it's interesting in our world, the advisor world, uh, leadership is not a a very often used term. In fact, if you look at just, like I said earlier, how does our industry even label its people? It's quasi, it should, should be leaders, right? You don't hear the term branch leader or regional leader, right? or corporate leader, or sales leader, or team leader. It's all manager, 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 manager. So automatically, we get this default association. So what do leaders look like? What's the, what's the vibe around them? And these are in no particular order, but I want you to kind of check in with yourself. First off, e- even an advisor is a leader because you have to lead your team, whether it's a part-time as- uh, assistant or you have a you know team of 40. Uh, you have to lead yourself, which is a whole nother conversation, and you lead your clients. Yes. So I want you to think of it. Here's a different frame. Instead of advisor-client, 
why don't we think about our clients as our partners at some levels and have a different frame when you look at them. Don't look at this like there's this massive differential because if you think about it, you and your clients need to co-elevate. Now, what do I mean by co-elevate? Co-elevation means that as I as my clients, if I as I help my clients elevate, I in return elevate in 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 like in kind, right? And isn't that the way? If you really think about it, if you're doing fee-based asset management, if you're doing planning fee, isn't that the way it needs to be? A a partnership between yourselves and your clients. So your game, the advisor game, is really from my new definition is a series of partnerships. You partner with your team, you partner with your clients, everybody co-elevates, everybody co-creates. Now, what do I mean by co-creation? Co-creation, we co-create vision. What What is a financial plan? In essence, it's a co-creation document. So let's talk about how you need to show up in order to be an effective leader, not a manager. Number one, Remember I said managers go off of fear and then off of manipulation, right? Bribery, ethical bribery. True leaders lead from what we call alignment. Now, what do I mean by alignment? Alignment basically means is we understand who our people are. We understand our teams, the human beings inside of those teams, and we understand what their needs are. We understand why they do what they do. We emotionally blueprint them, so we're not trying to manipulate them. We're looking to align what their drivers are, significance, contribution, connection, just to name a few, inside of our corporate culture. Now, corporate culture is an often used term. What does that actually mean? In my definition of corporate culture, it means that there is congruency between the leader, the team, along common vision, and they all share basically uh, common values, right? So there's commonality. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't have to be exact, but there's enough commonality where culture is, is almost going to say automatic. And the leader leads through that culture. So how does a leader need to show up? Number one, they need to show up with high energy. A low energy leader is a manager and you're gonna get manager results. So what do I mean by energy? Physical, mental, and emotional. You cannot come into your game as a leader dragging your ass. Number two, leaders need to be abundant-minded, abundant. So we don't fall into scarcity mode, we don't go into fear. And if you go into fear, guess what? You lead anyway. You do not get frustrated. How many of you, if you had a bad day, maybe something personally going on, and you go into your, your, your game, right, your place, your office, or whatever, or whatever it is today for you, and you just want to put yourself in a bubble. Like, you don't want to talk to anyone. You don't want to put any energy out there. You just want to be left alone. What's fascinating, and I did this exercise not too long ago. I was talking to an advisor, and they were just moaning about, you know, their assistance. Right. And I said, take me through the history of your assistance. And we went back to literally almost 20 years. And there was like seven or eight in that 20 year period of time. And I got the story in each one of them. Right. 
Here's why. Here's what happened to this person, why they left, why it didn't work out, stuff like that. And, and you know, what was interesting about that all. I said, hmm, what's the one common thread through all this? And, you know, this person starts saying, well, uh, they're all women. It's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What else is common about them? Um, you know, that the, um, you know, they all had industry experiences. Okay. Fair enough. Good. Right. From that perspective. And here's the massive blind spot this person had. It doesn't, it wasn't until I said to them, the one common element of all this is you, you, you know, I've had this in my entire career where advisors will come, we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation and I'll say, well, tell me what's not right. Tell me, tell me what frustrates you. And inevitably the team shows up, right? Uh, my assistant, my assistants, my juniors, whatever. And I hear this and I let them go for a few minutes. I want to hear it, right? I want to hear how they frame it. You know, what, you know, how are they, how are they describing the issues, right? And then I go, okay, well, tell me how you lead them. And know what, the common, know what the common answer to that is? Well, Joe, I pay them enough money, they should just know what to do. Or they should just go do it. I said, uh-huh. What is that in the three we talked about, right? Think about that. Isn't that almost a sense of economic bribery? Well, I pay them enough, therefore, I, they need to just do it. Never, so let me, let me make this, this comment, this statement. Never, never confuse economics in leadership. Just because you may be compensating somebody very well in your opinion and in your eyes and maybe in the marketplace's eyes does not mean that they don't need a leader, right? Now, do you want to be a micromanager? No, that's something totally different, all right? So, so let's get back to the leader conversation. So number one, energy, right? You got to have it. Number two, vision. And I'll ask you this question. Could you sit down with your with your tribe right now, your your team, and could you have each one of them on a piece of paper write out what is our team core values? Why should a client hire us? What is our five year vision as an organization? Three questions. Could your team members write that out, and would it be? I wouldn't say exact, but close enough where it's common cultural, right? How many of you could really do that? The next part of being leader is understanding that leading is easy when things are good. Where you really need to show your true colors is when the chips are down. How'd you do first quarter of this year? When COVID hit, how did you how did you rally the troops, lead your team? What was your communication when your offices were closed in most cases, right? And, you, and, the, and the team had to go and be dispersed. How'd you do along those lines? All right. Did you have a series of I don't knows? Or you say, look, here's what we're going to do. Here's what I believe is going to happen. Here's how we're going to get through this all together, right? What are you doing along those things? The other thing leaders do is... They really have a sense of purpose. They're, you know, the term purposely, purpose-driven is often overused, but not in this industry, not in our profession here. It's, it's like, what's that? See, you can go ahead and build out infrastructure. Well, Joe, I have my, I have my daily team huddles. We do a weekly team meeting. Uh, you know, we do our, our monthly team meetings. The challenge with that oftentimes is it defaults into a manager identity. 
well, let's check KPIs and and let's check. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Those are part of that's part of the of the recipe, part of the puzzle. But if you're not elevating your people at the highest level, you're abdicating your leadership responsibility. So what do I mean by abdicating responsibility? A couple very quick points. Number one, each one of your team members needs to have their own personal and professional development game plan. Remember, teams are nothing more than a sum of their players. So if I can improve my players, my team as default is going to improve. What are you doing to better your people? How much are you investing in that betterment? So in other words, you every client, every team member needs to have a budget each year that they can spend with your approval to make themselves better, right? Courses, coaches, trainings, designations, whatever it is that they want to do to become better at, subject to your approval, you need to go ahead and create. You want to have a culture of personal growth. That's one of the cornerstones of great teams and great leaders. They understand that personal and professional growth is a cornerstone of everything that we do. It's deeply rooted inside of our culture. What else needs to be rooted inside of your culture? Mutual respect and open communication. The last thing you want as a leader is to have your tribe break off into their own little bunkers. And you have this going on, right? If you're if you're watching me, right, the the, the kind of the, the conflicts, right? You cannot, as a leader, allow conflicts to occur. Or better said, allow them to remain. They're going to occur. You need to extinguish them quickly, right? So mutual respect, open communication. Those are two cornerstones of effective team culture. What's the third cornerstone? We exist to serve the client. Clients are not pain in the butts. You know, if they are, then you need to think about them should they be a client. But we need to have a deep understanding of our partnering with our clients. And we need to understand that we're in the business of co-creation and co-elevation. We need to make sure we're very clear around those things, right? And this is just not some terms, but I want you to think about it. Like if you had a prospect come into you today and they said, well, hey, you know, how do you work with clients? And you say, well, we'll stop. We really don't look at them as clients. We look at them as partners. Imagine having a, a, a conversation with a prospect, a very super high net worth person, where you, you just get rid of the C word. And we talk about our partners and how we co-create, co-elevate. That it's really a symbiotic relationship between the, the advisor, team, and client. Right? So I've got, again, and what's the fourth one? What's the fourth tenet? That we operate in a high-energy environment, in a positive high-energy environment. That when we, when we come into our game, whether that game is now Zoom virtual or we're sitting all together in a room or in an office, right, that we lift each other up. That energy is infectious. That we're always looking to, at some levels, have fun. That this is not like going to prison for eight hours as a team member, that that's a culture that we have. I want you to think of these four areas. And then I want you to ask yourself as a leader, how, how would I rank that? Or for a lot of you, it's, I never thought of that. And that's fine too. 
you are now aware of what you need to be aware of. One last thing is leadership. Then I've got a little note for everybody. Then we're going to get you out of here on this episode. The most important person you need to lead as a leader is you. Leadership starts from within. It's not an external process initially. It's an internal process. So if you know that you have fatal flaws, that you don't have a lot of energy, that you don't have a powerful morning ritual, that you have no vision, that you're if you're that you have survival and make some money mindset, well then that permeates your team and that's why you're not elevating. That's why you're not co-creating because you not you've not put the dynamics in place to go ahead and co-create. Leadership is not about meetings and flow charts and Excel files. It's all about psychology. Great leaders remain, they're not born. Each one of you can elevate your leadership game if you choose to. So I had a real quick question for everybody, a little note. So this year, for the first time, this will be our 19th year, by the way. Uh, not, next year will be 20, obviously. Uh, typically, what I do is I invite my clients to come to Florida, typically Fort Lauderdale, and we do this multi-day, on the beach, very cool strategic planning conference, right? It's never really been open to the industry before, uh, to, to uh, actually uh, podcast listeners and uh, YouTube watchers, if you will. Uh, but this year, because of COVID, we have to go virtual. So at first, and this is going to be interesting real quick, at first when I realized I was not going to be able to do my 19th one live, I got really upset. I really got angry for a while, got very frustrated. And then I said to myself, well, what's, what, what could be good about this? What's the frame on this? And what I realized was after just kind of walking it through my own mind, while I would still much prefer to do a live event, and I can't wait to get back to them, but at least for this year, here's the opportunity. Nobody has to travel. And I don't have – my rooms in the past would hold about 100 advisors. We need to spread out a little bit. You know, I can't you – know, you need to have a table. You can't be doing this for four days. So this year, because we're going to do it virtually, I'm going to invite you to spend a couple days with me in December. Uh, here, depending on how you're viewing this, whether you're listening to me uh, and there's some copy there or YouTube or you're getting it via email, there's a link. And I'm so excited by this that I'm also going to make you a very good offer. So here's the offer real quick. If you decide you want to come join us, I am going to give you an early seat registration discount of $595 versus $895. That includes material. We're going to ship you a box with your manuals, your worksheets, everything, and some other goodies, which we're going to surprise you with. You're going to come on Zoom for four days, not full days, because that's like a little crazy, right? But we're going to make sure that 2021 is going to be a great year for you. You are going to create a five-year strategic plan, a vision for yourselves and your team. So there's a link here. There's a code. Take action today. Get your seat. Early registration is not going to last forever. And yes, it's only October, and I get that. But we already have over 100 registered advisors. Do not wait. This is still going to be limited. We're not putting a thousand people on Zoom. It's a little ridiculous, right? So take action now. There's a link here. Explains everything. If you have any questions, reach out to myself and my team. And thank you for watching and listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show.
talking about how you can become a better leader. Till next time, be well, be uncomfortable, go get some stuff done, and I'll see you soon. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business, please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.